is the Matrix Minute again. Welcome oh, to the Matrix Minute. intro. Yeah, I wow. wanted to change it, but I do it so many times. Nice. Um, so there we go. A podcast where we discuss the first film one minute at a time because we love this movie. What if we just had Phil like pre-recorded saying the no. exact same thing? We Someone suggested him. that, play. and you know, bless you for suggesting it. But uh, imagine how boring that would be. Like just just hit play on Phil. Yeah. So. Yeah, I consider doing that myself for my podcast, and it feels weird for me to just start without having said the introduction. Like it's it's how I get into character. Excellent. That's good. Because for me, it's the opposite. I don't mind not <laughs> saying it, but I feel like to maintain continuity. Well I think one thing I have to say it's good is that we did we did stay we did maintain continuity with the intro and sort of with our outros. We sort of have this those yeah. are the consistent ones, which is pretty yeah. decent. Yeah. And uh, by the way, I just wanted to introduce most... our, our guest again, um Courtney. Courtney. Right, hello. Yes, he's back with us for one final time. It's Friday. Fri- oh, oh, I'm so Friday. Sorry. Friday, Friday. <laughs> yeah. Go get ten for there, Oh God. <laughs> there you go. No, no, he's pushing it now. There yeah. you go. It's fine. <laughs> hey, I, I'm not coming back on the show, so I can say whatever I want. Exactly. <laughs> I've already been on two episodes. Got me there. I sounded sarcastic. <laughs> yeah, I, so, oh. <laughs> I actually <laughs> regret. Even jokingly singing that song, I disgust myself. Ugh. It's okay. Um, if you listen to our podcast a little bit later on, like, you know, earlier on, I kind of do what you're doing right there. So it's fine. It's okay. <laughs> it's all it's not good. as bad as me. Make a joke and then hate yourself for it. Yeah, yeah. That, that, do you regret, and, regret um, this podcast, Philip? No, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> okay, Philip, come yes. on. Be the host and tell yeah. us what happens in this Get a hold I'll of yourself. Where are we? What are we doing? Host. What's going on? Okay, minute 113. Wow. Yeah, imagine that. Unlucky number, Friday, minute 113. Phil, how many episodes do we have left? Friday, We're so 13. close okay, to the end. Yeah, I think wow. we have... Uh, fif- <laughs> yeah. Do we have 15 left? I think we have 15 minutes. I don't know if you know oh, these things. Oh, my. That I usually do the math on these things. Yeah, it's about 20 that minutes. That is a lot. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's 128 minutes altogether. What? I can't believe we didn't, we, we actually managed to do this and, and, and not actually miss an episode. We have 18 minutes to go. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, we, we never missed late it. late some days, but... Uh, I, yeah, I've already missed a week because just <gasps> life is just so demanding. Uh, but it was okay. a very important minute, so I didn't want to half-ass it. I wanted to full-ass it, so... That's good. Yeah, that's that's good. very admirable. Quality over quantity. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I can't imagine being at what, what are we almost at two hours. You know, being at that point of my podcast. I, I can't even believe it. Oh, oh, yeah. you will, you will. It'll feel weird and I underwhelming. Just... <laughs> underwhelming, yeah. Under and all of that structure and preparedness will be gone out of the window. And you know, it's so strange because it <laughs> yeah, feels almost online. like. I'm at the point where I have to just keep myself in check not to say the same things because I don't remember like 90% yes. of the things that I said. I'm already doing that. I'm 15 minutes yeah. in. I'm oh, like, no. did I talk about this thing? I don't know. I should so keep I just my try to, like, I, I try to go oh, into no. extreme areas, even if it's stupidity. I'd rather say something <laughs> new in stupid land than repeat myself in factual well, world. I've listened to the first, I don't know, three or four episodes and I've listened to the most recent two or three and i can say that no it's still entertaining you guys are still doing a good thank job thank you so much we appreciate that <laughs> thank you thank you that's awesome to hear we're glad <laughs> yeah. so philip what happens one, in minute 113 yes, well you tell us i'll yeah. tell you go smith makes one of the best turns in film history meanwhile before following morpheus and getting out of the matrix trinity tells neo that everything the oracle told her was true everything but this 
The phone keeps ringing. The L train goes by, and the flabbergasted hobo is replaced by Agent Smith, who immediately shoots at Trinity in the phone booth. She escaped, but the phone is destroyed instead, leaving Neo stuck in the Matrix. This is an action-packed minute, I have to say. Mm. His performance is so strange. I mean... All the Wachowskis' uh, characters in all their films, uh, least of which would be uh, uh, Barlam Abrasix, I believe his name is, in Jupiter Ascending, uh, Eddie Redmayne's character. Oh, yeah, that guy. What (laughs) is this acting style? (laughs) But uh, I think... Exciting times. Yeah, exciting times. Yeah, that's the one where I'm like, I don't know if I'm supposed to trust this guy. Like, (laughs) mm, I don't know how Hmm. I feel about him. He's got this very sort of manic grin. Uh, I don't. I just. It's hard to articulate. Like you just get the this unnerving feeling from Tank. I think it's because also he's sort of you know um, he's playing that character who's very much uh, the computer guy. You know he he's always at the at the at the computer booth and he's sort of he he knows a lot about a lot of stuff but he doesn't really have any sort of direct you know real world experience so to speak. You know. Like he hasn't been like in the matrix yeah, he doesn't, and like that. So he's very no. like secluded, but he's also, his personality is one in which the, he sort of like um provide, he's sort of like the host. He's like the host of the, you know, mm-hmm. the neb where he plugs people in and he, he's like, you know, remember he's joking all the time and saying stuff like, you know, fasten your seatbelts, please. And he sort of provides that. Yeah. I feel like he's like the GM. Yeah. If this is Dungeons and Dragons, he's the GM. <laughs> Yes, 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 exactly, exactly. And maybe that's sort of um, so why it's a bit this weird. Mouse, like Mouse is obviously supposed to be... Mouse is obviously bit... dead, by the way. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert, yeah. Um, yeah, he's obviously supposed to be a bit of a creep. Like, that's his character. Whereas, I was just going, where are they going with Tank? Am I supposed to feel a little uncomfortable around him? What is happening? I don't, I don't, I don't ever felt really That's interesting, because my perception was always, he's a cool guy, I like yeah. him. <laughs> that's how it is that. for me but i yeah, i can see what you mean on the street yeah because i can see what you mean because um he's a little too eager you know if someone's yeah. that eager around you go mm, yeah. they want something but then again wouldn't you think <laughs> that he's so eager because exactly because he can't do all these things necessarily like going to the matrix that's what blah, that, that's blah, kind blah. of what yeah. we kind of um concluded that you know because he is not he doesn't know anything within the matrix, like as far as being, you know, like experiencing it. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, so he's very excited to see all these new people come in and him helping them. Yeah. And because he That's sort true. of influences, you know, what's, what the characters are doing in the matrix. He's finding exits, he's giving them information and yeah. he sort of, that's his indirect access to, that's our, yeah, that's our, kind of our general. Yeah. But I understand what you mean because, um, uh, what's his name? The actor's name. I forgot. Uh, I usually know every all the actors' names by heart, but now I'm just like, uh, oh, oh, disappointing, Philip. Disappointing. His sister uh, is Radon Chong. Yeah, Marcus Chong. Marcus, Marcus Chong, Marcus, Marcus. Um, he, um, yeah, it doesn't help that uh, when he smiles, if it's a little too excited, it does. It does look a little bit. Uh, it does look a little like, uh, you know, what's going on here? Jokerish. Yeah, ulterior, ulterior motives. Yeah. Um, although the same thing with Morpheus, I think he's played as a character that you're not quite sure about. And I, I mentioned in the previous ep- uh, episode that 
that's why he's dressed in the snake skin and the purples and the greens because you go is this a good guy is this a bad guy where can we trust him yeah and how Um, we're introduced to him with a lightning flash and then he turns his head and he has another eager grin um at last um you know what i make references to uh welcome to the desert of the real i say that (laughs) way too often in real life somehow that comes up quite often no one knows what i'm referencing so upsetting oh that is sad (laughs) times upsetting these Um, are not exciting times (laughs) uh yeah other acting moments you know like i noticed in the beginning earlier uh sort of first 10 minutes of the film uh characters are talking to themselves like neo goes oh i'm just an average guy i didn't do anything to deserve this what's going on you're right or trinity's like get up trinity get up and I, mm. I feel like that comes from the comic book background that the Wachowskis have, you know, where you have the thought hey, bubbles. Hey, yeah. So. Wow. Yeah, I never thought of that. I thought of something you didn't think of. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's mostly the whole yeah. episode <laughs> on. I do too much research. That's my autistic no, superpower. No, that's, that's brilliant, though. It's brilliant. <laughs> Uh, oh, thank you. Um, yeah, so you, you guys have mentioned as well that the Wachowskis really threw everything they loved, you know, they, all their passions, they just put it into this movie. And I think that comes through in the, at the, in the acting style as well, that they're looking at comic books, they're looking at martial arts films. So you've got this kind of melodrama that is so anachronistic, especially for film at the time. I think nowadays we get some more experimental stuff like uh, Her or The Lobster, which, weirdly enough, both have Joaquin Phoenix in it. <laughs> but Tim likes then, yeah. those. Then, I haven't yeah. seen them, sorry. <laughs> okay. But yeah, Anything kind of style and dialogue, amazing. it's very yeah. unusual. Tim, you're so quiet back there. Just I am not quiet. That. I'm listening and learning. Okay, yes. good. Sorry. <laughs> um, also not in this minute, but yeah, I find Switch quite interesting because her costume is all white and she stands out. And I always felt like that was trying to tell us something about her, that she was interesting or different or significant in some way. And yeah, it just yeah. gets killed off. And I go, what, what was that? Yeah. The only thing I can think of is that they you have two female characters, and to differentiate them from each other, you have one in all black and one in all white. That's all. Right. <laughs> not, not to confuse like people. <laughs> yeah, this confuse. is the one he loves, not the other one. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, she has a really uh, horrendous line of dialogue. It's my way or the highway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I still don't know. Like we discussed this way back what, in the day. What's wrong with the line? I kind of like because that. it's yeah, but like what does it's it, what my like, dad would say when we were sassing him in the back of the car and he'd pull over. Yep. <laughs> I don't oh, know. Maybe know. She, that's, that's her upbringing. You know, maybe she. Yeah. Those dad jokes. Well, I mean, these are a bunch of hackers. Yeah. They're a bunch of nerds. Don't don't, don't yeah. expect them to. You know, these <laughs> are not the uh, street date. thugs. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they learn the street thugginess from their dads. Yeah, that's yeah. That's the thing. They are hackers, and this is a very technology dependent film. And yet, it doesn't feel like it's a time capsule at all. Like something like Mister Robot, which is about very real technology right now. It is the director of uh, Mister Robot, uh, Sam Ismail, says, "I want this to be a time capsule of right now," mm. uh, which is a cool thing. I think that's clever. But 
And that allows them to have this kind of realism where you can have very real computer technology in terms and all of that. Mm -hmm. But I like that the Matrix kind of went, yes, they are hackers, but it's this fantastic, almost magical world, whereas hackers which is the very the closer yeah, equivalent yeah. like oh god it tried to be real and that's what makes it so painful to watch now i mean among other things it's lovely <laughs> it's responsible yeah. for a whole generation of nerdy uh old white boys who were you know browsing forms and then they thought hey but if i put a trench coat and glasses on oh no i will be cool because i am a hacker and then <laughs> and oh, then we have some lovely pictures on the internet kids going to school oh <laughs> yes amazing. we found some wonderful pictures i love it it's just like it's the, blade... the minimum effort though it's just like poof. Just blade the, the came out code goes 98 yeah 1998 yeah blade. yes yes and yes. so yeah i mean Obviously, Wesley Snipes is a really cool-looking guy, and you put the the leather full-length trench coat on him, and the sunglasses, the wraparound sunglasses, and even to this day, like, oh shit, he's so cool. Um, He's the coolest. He's my favorite. Like, Blade is still my favorite Marvel character. Hell yeah! Also, I love him in um, Demolition Man. Oh my god, he's just (laughs) cool. Yeah. But yeah, you see little nerdy white boys wearing the trench coats and the sunglasses. And he's like, "Oh, honey, yep. no." Yeah. The thing yeah. is, though, Keanu Reeves kind of pulls it off too. You wouldn't think he would, <laughs> but can, can can we talk about? Like, we've done this about this, but I think it's appropriate if we talk about costumes. The uh, the amazing Jake yes. story. The Jake oh! story. Yes, go Jake, please. Okay, so this is the moment. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so a long time ago, uh, I was uh, 12 years old. Mm-hmm. This was when, Jacob? This was around 2003, something like that. And uh, No, you were 10 in 2003. <laughs> whatever, somewhere around there. 10 or 12, I don't remember. 10, 11, somewhere there. I was a boy. I was a little boy. I would, yeah, I would be 11. Yeah. And at the time, I had long hair as a little boy, and I was pretty chubby. So it was a very strange time because people mistook me for a girl at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, habits me all the time to this day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, and what happened was I went to the store in the evening with my mom, and I was like, you know, I want to get, I want to get a. Um, I'm thinking <laughs> in my head, I in my mind's eye, I have this picture of you know. We'll get this later, but not this week. Neo, when he does that little like come at me sort of move with his hand, right? He does the sort of like yeah. flexing. After fighting Smith. And then, yeah, after fighting yeah, Smith. Yeah. Flexing and you see the dust sort of like, boom, you know, yeah. come out yeah. of his shirt. And he's like, boom, he's like really cool. And he does that little move. That and I was like, shirt. that shirt is what I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. Really cool, tight black shirt. And you can see the muscles. I'm like, this is going to be great. I'm like, this is what I want. And so I go with my mom to this store. And it's sort of like a... I don't know. This was this was in Europe. This is a United Colors of Benetton, sort mm-hmm. of you know, yeah. very um. I don't know. Who yeah. knows what kind of fashion that is? But I went in there and I couldn't find. I couldn't find this this shirt I was looking for. Yeah. This tight black shirt. And so what I find is I find the 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 short the closest thing, which was this like long sleeve olive shirt. It had some <laughs> kind of strange like U.S. Navy symbol in the front, sort of subtle. <laughs> And it was loose. Close enough. Close enough. (laughs) And I put it on in the changing room and I was so disappointed because I'm looking at myself in the mirror and this little chubby boy 
wearing this loose long sleeve shirt and I'm like, where are the muscles? Where are the muscles? Why isn't this tight? Why can't I do the flexing thing? Oh, poor child. And uh, yeah, and I got that shirt in the end. Oh, you did in the end, huh? Maybe tomorrow. Yeah, and it's just funny because like, I, really, I don't know. Really thought it was going to happen, but it didn't happen. I just love the it fact that it might have actually been better that it was just it wasn't so tight fitting because I, I imagine it. Would that would be probably worse. Been, I would probably that would been be like, worse. Oh my goodness! Tight what is this belly? Like, yeah, that, I just love that. Yeah. Like the shirt brings muscles. That's that's awesome. That's how I love that. <laughs> I mean, and, that's and it's so my funny, favorite like, story. Yeah, it comes with it. Because I, I thought, like you know, the tighter the shirt, the more muscles. Or that's kid logic. I don't know what that <laughs> <Yeah>. is. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> but anyway, so that's yeah, around famous. the same time, little Courtney would have been dressing the same way. Um, and I mean, yeah, very skinny. So again, not that impressive. <laughs> um, and I think I was wearing girls' boots because I'm very small, and they don't make boots okay. like that for boys mostly. But I really wanted the steel cap, but you can't get those anywhere. Yeah. Oh, uh, you mean like the, the not the outer ones? You get it like within the shoe, you know, like any sort of construction ones. But they don't put them toe? outside. Yeah. yeah. Is that you mean? Yeah. The actual, yeah. There's like the steel toe on the outside of Neo's oh. boots. That's that's a Neo boot. Yeah, they had that like up front. But the I think they were like ones. covered though. Oh, there's I don't a. Think so. No, but we can link you to the actual boots we found them. You can buy it, and it's like a little mesh actually oh, on it. It's like a little, it's like a little chainmail on front, and have like these oh, weird, weird logos. It's a really strange boot. I don't. I, it's funny we were looking at it, like this is not how I remember this boot. This is it's got actually a lot of details. It looks pretty, uh, pretty metal. Not sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to flick to the minute where they're doing the shoot up in the lobby and i am not far oh, there it is okay yeah did you see it anything uh, that's trinity go away trinity i'm not talking to you <laughs> <laughs> it's not about you and it's not about you agent smith either god damn it there we go oh oh i am oh yes oh yeah all these years i thought it was metal like a, a solid sheet of metal or maybe like a corrugated effect God, yeah, so we cool. all kind of thought. This. Yeah, that happens. Where it's like you think you remember it, but then you see it and you're like, oh. And you're like, oh. Fourteen-year-old <laughs> yeah, oh. me loves those boots forever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I also went through a phase where I wore red goggles on my head as an homage to really. Hellboy. Yes. Really. <laughs> yes, wow. What an asshole. <laughs> but that's, I mean, that's pretty cool. Where did you get the red it's goggles? It's kind of yeah, cyberpunk. We were in Sydney. They have these markets there. Uh, is it Paddington? Yeah, pa- Paddy's Markets. Um, and there was just this little uh, stall this guy had of um, like sports goods and ski equipment and stuff for some reason. And then there were these red goggles there. And I just went, yes, I need these. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So you, you also had something. Mm. A story. Mm-hmm. A story. Indeed. I, I, apparently, I'm just going to spend my whole life dressing as fictional characters. <laughs> hey, why not? That sounds excellent. Why yeah. not? Yeah. It's a freedom. Yeah. You can do, you know, you can dress. And any the cool thing want. is that you know it's better. I mean, much more interesting than just you know. What's Normcore. The thing? Yes, thank Normcore. you. Normcore. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah. That's the thing is, I am a friend of mine was talking about it as well. Is that if you look around at most people, the way they cut their hair or what they're wearing and stuff, it is basically everything that's been marketed to them, and mm-hmm. so you can really tell what era it is. But he said, "Well, you're kind of outside of time 
in that sense. You know, you're addressing like David, exactly. who's modeled himself after T. Lawrence. So like, I've got this 1940s haircut. So I think if I were to look at <laughs> photos of myself years from now, I'm not like, oh my God, that's such a, you know, 2010s look. It's like, it's, it's, it's sort of uh, yeah. anachronistic. Yeah. So but that's think, pretty cool. <laughs> but I think you can't go wrong though. That's the thing. If you find something unique, you know, like it's your thing. Yeah. You don't have to, you mm. know, it's not going to date you in terms of fashion. Courtney awesome. Corson, man out of time. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, so, I was going to, we're going to talk about Switch. To say? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, uh, her Nintendo character. Switch. <laughs> yes. That's all I think of these days too. Um, I know. Yeah. Her character in terms of costume, again, you know, this is the first movie I really paid attention to the costumes and I felt like they were very much characters in their own right. And they were telling this nonverbal story. Uh, and when it came to switch, my eyes were always drawn to her because she's wearing white and I go, ah, she must be important. Yeah. Something's going to happen with her later on. So I was really paying attention to her and then nothing happened. She just gets killed in a, in a yeah fairly... well it's too bad i mean most of the characters switch included in um in the nebuchadnezzar crew i think they're all uh quite memorable you you know like you you get to know them in a in a certain way like um very fast but they have yeah. to serve the story and become catalysts to uh that's actually yeah, a lot like happening. the crew of the Nostromo, you know, where yeah. you mm, get a good sense of everybody, true. but then Dallas is killed off screen, Brett and Parker, uh, I think, uh, what's the name, Lambert. Like, they all die off screen. You don't actually know what they happens do. to any of yeah. them. It's pretty uh, underplayed. So, hmm, I guess in an ensemble film, that's not unexpected. It actually kind of makes sense just to keep the plot rolling along. And to have a sense yeah. of the danger. But yeah, yeah. it always frustrated me. They're going, but why is she in white? He, he didn't give me an answer. I felt like I was promised something that was never fulfilled. Yeah, I know. I mean, if we had the Wachowskis on, I would ask them. Yeah, that'd be great. Mm. Oh, let's get them. Oh, wait. <laughs> yes. So I was going to say, uh, um, what's... Yeah, go ahead. The... Well, one possible thing, and I don't know if it's in... Is there a script, an early script online anywhere of the... I can send you the ones I have, because we always, you know, we have this little segment, yeah, called the, like, 1996 draft or whatever we do, and uh, we have a wonderful jingle for it as well, and uh, I always read from that to see the differences, and uh, yeah, I'll I don't have a jingle for my script segment. Oh, I'm missing out. Oh, just ask Jake, he'll make you a jingle. Yeah, you can ask me, I'll make you one. Hell yeah. Um, so <laughs> Switch, I heard rumors that she was intended to be a trans woman, I think. Is that actually... Well, we, yeah. we talked about this earlier. On yeah, the we have. And Phil found when we were going through the 96 script. Or was it a 96 script or was it a concept art? No, like it's not in the script. It's early idea it's stuff. It's not actually yeah. mentioned. Uh, in yeah. the, It's a piece of trivia that's online, but it's not in the script at all. No, I just think that would have been so, so cool just to give the crew more dimension. Yeah, um, absolutely. Well, just to and, re- and it's also maybe to refresh everyone. So the idea was that mm. Switch would be, was it male in the yeah, in the real world? Because you can't, you, you know, like there's, yeah. there's no way you can change it. In the and then when, when when he goes into the Matrix, yeah, he'd be female, right? Yeah. And so that was sort of mm, the yeah. idea to play with that those ideas in in the film. Yeah, yeah, I think that would have been interesting, honestly. Because I feel like there was so much, it, it, just in costume alone, like nothing about Switch's character in the script would make her stand out, and, but it's just the costume really 
makes you think, oh, she must maybe be important maybe somehow. that's like a maybe that's like a remnant of the idea. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah, she's mm. she 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 does look a little androgynous. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, but um, yeah. and yeah, I guess now that uh, it's the Wachowski sisters watching this movie again and going, I wonder if there's some subtext there because I know other directors who you know were closeted gay or otherwise queer or had any other sort of you know uh, identity issues that they were exploring you can't help but i mean i think anyone who's done any writing you can't help but infuse yourself in your work and especially the matrix feels yeah the matrix feels like a very personal work for the sisters so i was going i wonder if there's some kind of queer subtext to be had as far as i can tell go ahead yeah yeah i was gonna say I, i mean you can if you're looking for it you'll find it but yeah it's not it's not overt <laughs> Yeah, I feel like The Matrix, I don't know. I've only seen from the Wachowskis, to be honest. I've only seen Bound and this and Speed Racer. Speed Racer! And I see oh like The God, Matrix. I think there might be some subte- subtext, but I feel like overall, it seems like it wasn't necessarily like a central idea. I think they were exploring so much. Yeah, this Matrix. is sort of this is the action it's movie. Sort of yeah, yeah. action, yeah. the action Wachowski action film. Uh, I think Lana transitioned during the sequels, so hmm, maybe yeah, maybe so that's right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, good point. I don't know. That's a good question. I didn't think about yeah. that because I think the only thing Cloud I... Atlas is Sorry, is a fantastic uh, queer subtextual story because it's about you know the the spirit remains the same but the body changes like oh my god yeah okay clearly this mm. is a transgender yeah, metaphor yeah, but is. yeah and with the matrix i mean you are talking about these two different worlds you know a world where it, you know it's digital and you can control it to a degree if you're the one um and then there's this <laughs> real world where you're just stuck in one body i mean you can kind That's of true. try and find some queer parallels but yeah it's not as overt as cloud atlas yeah yeah, but but it is like you know ma- you know maintaining your own identity in like uh, uh, away from the uh, stranglehold of um, systematic like you know um, what am I gonna say like uh, anti matrix uh, predisposed pre um, established uh, rules. You know what I mean? Mm. Because yeah, like, because I mean, like, story. that's the interesting thing. All these characters, when they get out of the Matrix, they're not going to call each other like, "Hey, Thomas, what's up, Tommy?" That's true. Yeah, it's, that's hey, totally Neo. You know, because the aliases. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. And there's a scene where, actually, I think coming up very soon, where uh, you know, Agent Smith is always Mister Anderson, and Neo's like, "My name is yeah. Neo." And yeah, so that yeah, could be something, okay. something to that. You know. Sort of dead naming, um, yeah. He's being dead named, like sort of like yeah. choosing your own identity. Kind yes, of might be the yeah. The I idea. feel like that's that's a very mm-hmm. uh, easy thing to spot when you're watching it, like when when you're discussing it, like we are right now, and yeah, um, yeah. Mm. Everybody's calling each other by their hacker names, their their names that they chose for themselves yeah. instead of what the what the system yeah. um, gave them predisposed assigned yeah. to them. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, I I was really struggling to find some queer subtext there, but I think we found. It. Yeah, yeah, I think, think there's some... I think there's that kind of that little that little some... nugget there. Yeah. That uh, there might be some other more subtle ones, but I guess you'd have to. But go, yeah, you like, know, the focus of the movie is yeah. of course uh, a you know action sort of adventure plot driven sort of thing. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. Uh, there's so, a lot of stuff out there as well, so it's okay for sure. Uh, so here we have uh, uh, the next uh, sequence, which is Trinity. <laughs> deciding oh Trinity deciding to the yeah the worst time ever to reveal Eric to Neo 
uh, <laughs> the, the the oracles and her feelings. Yeah. So she's <laughs> like everything. To... Everything has gone. Everything the oracle said has come true. Everything but this. I what know, is going that, on? This is what because uh, we find out later on what the oracle told her, and we find out only one thing. Right? Am I correct, Phil? She only says whatever you know, like I'll follow yeah, yeah. the one, right? But mm-hmm. she says everything she she said. Like, why would you say? She would say that one thing that the oracle told me would come, would come true. She wouldn't say everything she told me about this. That means she told her at least like a bunch oh of things. Oh my so goodness! Really I didn't think about that. No, 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 no. Um, so okay, I'm gonna spoil this because. Things, yeah. Well, okay, I'm gonna just spoil this by um, talking about something she says in the future, um, okay. and she says uh, the oracle told me that uh, that I would fall in love, and the one who I'd fall in love with would be the one. And I think that, okay. that could that be a context for oh. everything. Well, no, no, that doesn't explain no, it because if it's still I talking about everything she said. That means one. like, oh, there were at least ten things. If if you like in a conversation, if you say, oh, Tim, oh, wait, you know, I figured least, it out. Yeah, what I figured it out. Maybe she's talking about everything the oracle has said for everyone else. That's I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, so Do she's saying they... she's, she's been right all along, but she hasn't been right about this yet. What? Yeah. She, I'm not okay. in love with you yet. Well, because I think oh, that I... she's like, she's obviously <laughs> fallen in love with Neo, but I Sorry think about that all the Neo hasn't shown that back and so she's wondering like why didn't it happen but no 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 but but the oracle told her she'll fall in love with the one right so, so what does she mean by but this except this what neo is this to, what it what she's expecting neo no no, no to, that's not part of the bargain <laughs> but maybe she's reading it like that <laughs> courtney no, what do you what think does she mean? Yeah, what do you think what does she mean <sighs> yeah what do you want? and now i'm analyzing <laughs> that sentence wants, and just Oh, this, this happens in Prometheus all the time where you go, hang on, wait, no, that's just leading to more questions. Then why? Hang on. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. one of those things that in the moment you're watching it and going, oh, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, that seems appropriate. And then, yeah, no, it doesn't hold up to analysis. I don't know. I just, because I, uh, I just yeah, go ahead. The only answer would, yeah, probably be that she's aware of the things that other people have heard from the Oracle. Although I don't know if they discuss their private sessions with the Oracle. Not under Morpheus' some do, some rules. Don't. He's like, no, <laughs> no, no one talk about this. Oracle, yeah, Morpheus just makes really... that rule up. Okay, guys, sorry. Yes, um, I am pro what? Morpheus. I'm sorry. I, I want to give the. I want to cut the guy some slack. To be honest, I I think I think he's doing good. He has good intentions. He's a little stubborn about it, but I think that he would probably be like, if you want to talk about what the Oracle told you, you may. I'm not stopping. But you. not outside you this room. <laughs> I think I think for the camera, he plays at nice, but I think he like he beats them probably at night. <laughs> what did I tell you? <laughs> Do not talk about. <laughs> Will we to talk with the I Oracle? I swear to God, boy! <laughs> yeah. yeah, just backhand. Just bam. You know, like, really, really quick, I wanted to say, uh, with the Trinity thing, I just think, this is my interpretation, that Trinity okay. is expecting, or expected that everything will fall into place for her with the Neo what? scenario. That's what I think. What? And she was she's seeing that it's not falling into place. Like, she has feelings for him, but why isn't Neo doing anything? And I think that she's disappointed, and that's why she's trying to tell him, like, hey... You know, but the oracle didn't tell her you'll get married and he'll live happily after. She says maybe fall in love like that. No, but what? what? Like, come on! If somebody says you'll fall in love, you don't expect to be you know in love back. Like, that's just that you fall in love with that person, and she feels. Okay, then why is she telling this to Neo? That's what I'm asking. Like, this make doesn't make sense. I'm just giving you an answer. What I think. I can't think of anything else. Okay. 
This know, thing is I'm... dumb. We should just edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably, probably. <laughs> and on top, and on top of that, uh, like we said, the phone is ringing. Like, come yes. on, like, yeah. it's making Neo wait there, and like, ah, oh, who Trinity, doesn't want to pick that up? Make no up idea your mind. What do you want to say? And like, second of like, all, I'm still confused. I think it may be something tail. in the old script. Yeah, sorry, nothing. I'm just explaining. Oh yeah, the, oh, the yeah, script. Definitely. Right. I've been lazy about that. I'm so sorry, everybody. Can, can next, you maybe uh, check next minute? I will. I will. Ret- I will just go back in time and we'll talk about this 1996 script. I'm so sorry. I because I'm really unprepared. curious. Because I think there must be like a remnant of something old. Because I think this feels like it's referencing things that are not in the movie. But okay, I well, don't we'll know. find out. We'll find out next time. Anyway, go next on. time. What else is there? I'm actually. I feel like The Matrix is so self-contained, uh, you know, especially nowadays, a lot of movies, they always have a franchise in mind. They're always thinking about sequels, so you don't get a nice self-contained beginning to end story. Whereas yeah, sad. this is, yeah, this is definitely one of those where it is, there's just so much, I mean, that's why you're doing a, a minute by minute review. Um, that's right. There's just so, so much to be had here and it's, yeah. It is. It knows exactly what it is. It establishes the whole world. It's not like, oh, we're hinting at this thing that will be resolved two movies from now, uh, which annoys exactly. me so exactly. yeah, much. Yeah. If they do, at least they keep it on a on a very subtle uh, form because, like, I would suggest that maybe one of the things that they were going to do would be Agent Smith going rogue and becoming mm. more self aware. And he and it's in this movie, but it's not detracting or like taking away from this the story at hand you know what i mean it's a world building thing where you go ah yes yes, these characters have their own lives going on there's these subplots here that existed before we the viewer showed up um whereas yeah nowadays it's like oh yes we'll set up all this stuff you're not going to anything else actually prometheus is a a major example Uh of that where it does not feel self-contained it really doesn't feel like that's the whole story that's like the first act of something bigger. Mm-hmm. And then Alien Covenant goes in a totally different direction. Like, what are you doing, Ridley Scott? I love oh, you, you madman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the music, though. That's my favorite theme. It's one of my favorite most recent. Prometheus or what? Yeah. The da- it's, it's pretty beautiful. It's so good. Tim hates it, though. <laughs> what? I didn't, I didn't say what. I don't even I'm what? kind of what? conflicted because I had talked about this in my own show, but that it feels weird. I mean, it's different by a different composer. So Mark Streitenfeld did all the music yes. except for that theme, which is Harry Gregson Williams. And I just go, this doesn't fit, but I like it on its own. And then watching Alien Covenant, and then it's actually this song yeah. that David wrote for sure. So it's like, okay, I, I have more appreciation for it now. Yeah, yeah. I'd say so. Okay. Whereas okay. Sorry, the Matrix, <laughs> having seen the sequels, it, I don't feel like anything's been retconned or totally shifted. It's like what you get in the Matrix is the story, and that's it. It's, it's just so solid. You don't get solid movies anymore. Yeah, yeah I totally agree with that. Totally agree. It's so nicely contained. Okay, so the hobo, um, he's uh, before he before he leaves, he's played by Harry Lawrence. Oh, that's all I know. That's yeah, it. That's, that's it's mysterious. Named Harry Lawrence. The, he did he... hit a bunch of other stuff, but um, it kind of stops at two thousand. Two thousand. Okay. I, well, I hear he, I he uh, rescued job. puppies from a burning building. Um, <laughs> some <laughs> say, yeah. Some some say that he uh, he is uh, the originator of um, oh god, what's that? Um, 
Crocs? Oh, the S shape. Uh, <laughs> have you, in school, did you ever do that, like, chain link S symbol? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. This, him, yeah huh? he's the one who he Dude. invented it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's amazing. Yeah, he's like, he's sat one day and he's like, if I put these, these six lines <laughs> and I connect them, I make an S. Oh, dude. What a genius. That's amazing. So, yeah, that's that Herbo guy there. <laughs> that's super smart, dude. And it's so sad. Look at his story. Now he's in he's in Hobo. Now he's an agent. I know. Hopefully, yeah. he didn't get the Matrix off, codes yeah. on his face, which we talked about. And we, I don't know, I think they're cheesy. Yeah, that, that's the one Matrix. thing that I think is a little cheesy. Yeah, yeah. Matrix, yeah codes, Matrix codes going in. That, but whatever. Matrix code really got dated. I, I don't think it will ever come back as a cool thing anymore. You mean in general or what? Oh, you mean like as a design, yeah, right? Just... just like because everyone had it as their screensaver. <laughs> and... Yeah, so we talked about that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think there's I a lot like, of um... really cool... like. Um, synth- I've actually not talked about synthwave much yet, but synthwave is really replacing okay. cyberpunk, or maybe it's like a more modern version of it, uh, which started as okay. a music what? genre. But it's so synthwave is electronic music inspired by 1980s movies. So I mean, everyone's obsessed Whoa. with the 80s right now, and so yeah, I think it's the replacement for cyberpunk because it is very much about technology and and science fiction and stuff, but with that nostalgic quality. Yeah. Until, really you know, cyberpunk will become nostalgic again, you know? Yeah, Maybe I'm wondering. So the cycle continues. Yeah. Well, the okay. 90s are back in, but cyberpunk doesn't seem to be because we've got synthwave. And there's also vaporwave, which is more of a Lovely. 90s version of that. Mm. Yeah. I listen to wor- of, vaporware in work. It's kind of depressing. There's something melancholy. I just know vaporware. Yes. Yeah. I just yeah, know, I just know vaping. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was—it's got nothing to do with that, but it's okay. Vaporware <laughs> is a uh, music that's constructed from uh, '90s and '80s and early 2000s uh, commercial work. So let's say commercials, or let's say you know, you know, like the music. Well, you like the Capri to... Sun commercials we were talking about with um, <laughs> or, with Patrick Wilms. Yeah. Or yeah. let's say, you know, like when you uh, pick up a phone and the company, they, you know, like a uh, secretary puts you on hold that like really shitty music that you hear. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Anything that's anything that's designed for corporate, you know, or for commercial work, you kind of remix that into that very sort of weird. Uh, it's a combination of nostalgia and combination of just like electronic music. And it's just lovely to listen to work. That sounds actually really interesting. Mm-hmm. You should send me some yeah. stuff. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll send you. Uh, Jacob, uh, two Two two, I think that's his name. He does really good. I think he's from Japan. I, I, he does really good. He, he's his production is a little bit more like vaporware can be from anything of just somebody taking a a track from uh you know on a hold phone and putting an echo on it. That could be a vaporware song or someone who does an actual. Yeah, production. it's kind of got and this be... uh polyphonic quality to it. Often. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Mm, polyphonic. So kind of like yeah, s- cell phone sort of yeah music. Yeah, so, yeah cool. so it's not like so synthwave will have more 8-bit sounds and stuff coming through but that polyphonic sound that you got got in the late 90s early 2000s on the old nokias and all that mm-hmm. yeah that's what you get in uh in vaporwave ah, very interesting mm. I, i'm fascinated with all the it, well actually i think again the matrix probably started that subcultures and how they're so intrinsically linked to music and also the timelessness of all the yeah they are time removed all yeah. subcultures yeah. really um cyberpunk in today versus 1990s eh, not that different yeah yeah 
Yeah. They just stay still, I guess, because they have a general uh, focus in mind. Yeah, it's all this um, ready-to-wear mass commercialization. So Agent Smith wakes up. Yeah, he wakes up. After taking over uh, the famous originator of the the S. (laughs) Um, S. And he gets up, and uh, Trinity is super slow at picking up this phone. Well, that's because she feels kind of awkward now that she mentioned slow motion. You can, you can see the regret in her eyes where she's like, oh, maybe I should have said this. <laughs> I know. It's, it's slow motion, yeah, I guys. Can, actually, I'm looking at it going, no, nah, this is wrong. This is this is a bad moment. She's, you can um, just tell looking, she's going to... Yeah. <laughs> she got halfway... Have you ever done that where you're going to tell someone something like, actually, no, you don't care, or this is really not appropriate right now, and uh, yeah, yeah. God, i got to finish yeah. the sentence, don't I? <laughs> yeah. But, exactly. um, yeah, looking at the Matrix code, like, it's these... Chinese or maybe Japanese characters. You got numbers. Yeah, that's really interesting. So, I mean, it should just be ones and zeros, but they and it's not even. It's oh yeah, I'm seeing now. It's it's vertical as well. Like it's it's very. It's going down like rain. Yeah, it's much more textural than real code. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, I think like the Matrix code, like you're mentioning. uh, I mean, I, I feel like. Like you said, because it's sort of been overused in like screensavers and t-shirts and stuff, it's kind of, you know, it's been kind of made sort of junkier. The, but the, the Matrix code by itself, I think, looks really great when used in context. Like on the, the screen, movie, like in the when, movie. When, when the True, movie opens, yeah. it's just, yeah. it just goes... It's so specific for the, for yeah. this film that it works, I think. But but yeah. Yeah, you, you got a good point. So Agent Smith shoots the phone booth. But before that, oh. Trinity, the, the the shot of her like putting her hand up to oh, the glass. Oh, yes, yes, yes. It's like the beginning. Of oh, the I love that. It's like one of the, the, the nicest shots. It's a p- parallel to the intro. Yeah. Sequence, phone booth. Mm-hmm. She's always ready for death. <laughs> wow. Okay, Tim. Yeah, I, I like uh, those <laughs> sorts of parallels. Like my, my favorite movie, one of my favorite movies, is Robocop because it's a complete circle. <laughs> Everything yeah. that happens, like it's inverted. So, you know, something that happens in the first scene is inverted in the final scene and then so on and so forth mm-hmm, until they kind mm-hmm. of meet in the middle. There's an article somewhere where they actually detail how the film mirrors itself so perfectly. That's amazing. And, oh, my... My autistic Man, brain I haven't, just lit so, on fire. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen RoboCop in years, but I know what you mean. And I was going to mention that the Matrix does a, a similar thing because mm. we do. It's not it's not the full circle that RoboCop is, but it does go back to the beginning when it's in, at the end. Uh, we, yeah, we, we end up in the same hotel from the beginning. Oh, I'm just realizing I haven't really talked about the real world costumes. Uh, just talked <gasps> That's about right. The- oh, my Let's goodness. Ah, oh, good. Every- but this is a perfect opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Everyone tends to focus on the very cool superhero costumes. But watching it now, I realize, oh, actually, they're doing some really nice, clever things with the costumes in the real world. And you get a, a sense of world building through that. So in terms of color palette, they've obviously gone for the complete opposite. They're wearing very soft, warm pastel colors. You got creams and pale blue. Mm-hmm. You got wine and gray, but it's still, you know, keeping it fairly soft. Um, and then texturally, it's the complete opposite as well. You've got these loose knitted jumpers, which that kind of, of knit 
at least to my eye, looks hand-knitted. Like, the, this is something mm. that they are having to construct themselves. Um, you mm. don't really get very heavily structured or, or tailored clothing at all. I mean, that just wouldn't make any sense. Um, and even the weathering, like, um, on Morpheus's, he's got this kind of almost karate gi type uh, robe thing. Oh, it's this right. cream gray color. But the weathering is actually blue um which really? i mean some movies yeah so for the most part when you weather costumes you will go for your browns blacks grays because that's what real clothing would get you know when it gets right. dirty but they've actually gone for a blue there which just it's just much more appealing um don't know why they chose that well it does um, work with the with the real world because yeah. what they wanted to do with the real world is just give it a blue hue for everything yeah, and I love that where the, the the two worlds are so clearly defined, but in a subtle way, and it's it's very blue in the real world, and then the Matrix very green. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. My impression with the real world, real world clothes, uh, is that you know they have to sort of like it's like winter wear; they have to keep warm <laughs> because it's so cold in the Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah, it looks very cold in the Nebuchadnezzar. You know, yeah. so it's like whatever material they can use that will you know keep the heat from their escape from escaping their bodies. <laughs> I wonder does that if, mean yeah. well you can make wool out of a lot of different things like it doesn't need to be derived from animals um you can even use human hair although okay human hair really has... so that's where more of his yeah. hair went <laughs> yeah <laughs> ah. donated to um, so i think from memory actually i had to look at this up for a very recent episode of prometheus by a minute so uh human hair is like 50 micrometers across and then most sheep that you're looking at about 20 to 30. And then this particular suit that uh, Charlie Theron wears in Prometheus is this insanely expensive wool. And it's from this Vicuna uh, llama. Um, and Sounds super exotic. It, it is. Um, yeah, they cannot be domesticated because they starve themselves in domestication. They only live in wow. the the mountains of somewhere in South America. <laughs> so once a year, they go out, ra- round them up, shave them, let them go again. So it's like a thousand dollars per meter, and oh my that goodness. is the finest wool known to man. It's five micrometers in in width. It's it's the softest mm. thing you'll ever feel. Uh, people describe it as feeling like satin or silk, but it's also really warm. So, <laughs> so, so uh, nice. The ultimate cloth. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to actually feel that. I can't even imagine. But human hair, and this is what I'm presuming they've got to work with. Yeah, it, it's very Please coarse. No. It's very rough and uh not very warm because the thicker the hair for some reason the less warm it is i don't know why that's weird yeah i guess maybe because it's less soft i don't know yeah (laughs) i love how you doubted yourself after that statement (laughs) (laughs) i often do i ask questions and then doubt myself so it's normal normal i think because it's the the individual hairs are thicker which allows for more air to get in and out whereas the thinner it is the tighter it's bound yes that's that's perfect thank you that's what i was thinking but i couldn't use words Um, and that must be like because there's no animals as far as we can tell they don't have any livestock I mean, maybe I mean, they do over in Zion. I mean, they could use tasty wheat, maybe. and somehow it's a synthetic <laughs> combination. What if the, in the it future kind of they invent synthetic, you know, yeah. generators for wool, like or 
they are well, incapable of making clothes. Well, you can use polyester. Polyester wool yeah. is terrible. Go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but yeah, 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 so maybe they are just making. Well, imagine that how horrible it was polyester. The shocks, right, right. the shocks would be horrible. Like, let's you it's know, awful. let's plug them in. <laughs> oh, oh. The but um, I mean, the costumes look really comfortable. Like, I would wear that. Yeah, oh yeah, totally. Maybe they lost ability to make clothes, so they really just have to hunt for like roam around the world and Stray just find dogs. old clothes. Yeah, yeah. from yeah, the year. This world doesn't have dogs. I'm so upset. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. They find the the shirt that Jake bought many years. Before the <laughs> yeah, it's like in the in this the looks rubble. Perfect. Yeah, just in the rubble. Just pull it out. I will certainly have muscles when I put this on. Mm. Yes, I was gonna say really. It's quick in the same thing. pile as my Hellboy goggles. Yeah, yeah, it's like right next to it. I was gonna say, uh, you know, it'd be great. Uh, maybe not great, but this is just weird thoughts. Um, what if they wore scarves mm, on the Nebuchadnezzar? Yeah, like Morpheus had a nice scarf. Yeah. I would have liked that. And they got little fing- fingerless gloves, little knitted ones. Yeah. Oh, well, Tank very has cozy. some. That's true. Tank does have That's some. That's true, yeah. It was very um, cool. I feel like one character could have had a scarf. Maybe like, you know, Mouse. Switch. Switch. Yeah. I don't know. Mouse would be a pretty scarf. Just like his eyes peeking out and ears. <laughs> okay, that's a bit too much. <laughs> that's way too anime. Yeah. Are you, you going to say goggles as well? Is that what you're going to say? <laughs> no one has goggles. Wait, that's he, the strangest he, thing. Yeah. No. Yeah, this is a cyberpunk movie and there's no bloody goggles. I'm so no. offended. I bet those guys... <laughs> no one has those, like, scripts, slinky yeah. dreadlocks that all the cyber <laughs> goth <laughs> girls have. So like, I'm, just, I'm just like so happy that didn't... Warmers. I'm just so happy that that, that decision was not... That's the great thing, though, there. I think, about The Matrix is that, let's say, you, we're talking about these clothes, let's say, in the real world, and they allude to things, you know, and there's a certain flavor, but they don't go all out in being mm. too wild with it. Because if you do, then you immediately shift the focus of your movie into yeah. having a very you know out there flavor but the matrix is actually quite <laughs> subtle comes in, in all its they log in they log into the matrix and it's just trendy in a full-on just bdsm just like just, <laughs> just leather straps and neil's like oh yeah and he's like uh okay <laughs> are you going um, in that <laughs> yeah, this is my combat gear. Yes, my boobs are almost hanging out. Why? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's not a problem. It's you know to distract um, the enemy. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Like get the Matrix online. I was looking at that the other day because I just yeah I've been oh, the game. nostalgic, and it was so weird looking. At, I I was watching videos people recorded of the final day of Matrix Online, which was oh, really yes. creepy. I think um, we watched that once. Okay. Why creepy? Yeah. Well, actually, this uh, ties into this this vibe I get from the Matrix as well. Old video games really creep me out because <laughs> I guess it's that sense of reality. Like you're you're you know you're following a character, you're kind of anthropomorphizing it, but then you're going, oh, this isn't real. It's all a simulation. Like you're so aware of the the walls and the barriers of this digital world. There's something I don't know, uncanny and, and yeah, eerie about it. Yeah, and so watching. That's why I love video games. <laughs> yeah. Um, see, I tend to like games like Uncharted, where it's a very, it's very natural. It's, it's set in a very organic, ancient world. So I don't know. I mean, I like Mass Effect as well, but yeah. Uh, yeah I was going to be like, you uh, like video games that are based on like realer places, and yet here we are talking about sci-fi. <laughs> yeah, time. I'm a contradiction. Yeah. Well, I guess it is, yeah. In terms of what I like to play, I want to visit places that do exist on Earth, or that it's the natural and like yeah. I I think 
I don't get to visit the outdoors very often. So the idea of climbing mountains <laughs> and, and all that sort of stuff is, is appealing to me. Yeah. But watching, yeah, The Matrix Online, the way everyone had designed their avatar, I mean, I was just thrown back to live journal back in, like, 2005, and everyone's yeah, got, yeah, like, yeah. this cyber goth look going on, and it's just so over the top. <laughs> so, yes, I'm glad that The Matrix showed some restraint. <laughs> yeah, yeah indeed, I gotta check indeed. that out. I think after, like, The Matrix, like, Revolutions, about the time that came out, I was, like, so, like over it <laughs> over the well, matrix I think it's because and the I think movies for a long time didn't didn't do a good job and so i was just like i was it very like commercialized it. yeah it just felt like they were so, so there was a long of... period of time when i didn't really I, I, ne I never saw the path of neo games i never seen the you know the, the matrix whatever mmo thing so i'm really i'm gonna go check these things out because i completely forgot that those things existed i, I want to see that i'm always fascinated by the sort of um marketing and expanded universe stuff for any movie i always like looking into that and going well how did they I, i'm doing that with prometheus you know going how do they market this and what were they using because a lot of them tend to want to especially if it's a genre movie use the technology of the time to sell the product so um yeah, so The Matrix was using online video games, which was kind of a novelty. That was pretty new. Uh, all those, well, the MMOs. And then yeah. Prometheus was using a lot of uh, new mobile technology and apps and stuff. So, yeah, it's like, well, this is what was relevant in 2003. Mm -hmm. This is what's relevant in 2012. So you kind of get this, you get a sense of the culture at the time and the technology, and I find that fascinating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... Uh... I, I, I lost it, sorry. I've been talking a long time, so I forgot what to say. I'm gonna cut I can out, talk forever. <laughs> well, we're very happy that you that you are because it's really nice. Totally. Is there anything else? I think in the minute I think there's nothing else really to cover. I think we talked about the whole thing, right? Because the Asian shoots yeah. Trinity and then we get this magical someone holding the phone up. <laughs> As it explodes. Yes, the, I'm referring the to the, there's phone. a shot just for the listeners because I realize that we talk about sometimes shots and we don't describe them. Um, the shot I is, try as best I can to describe. Yeah, it. good job. We I'm would love to just right put now, the though. video there, but unfortunately, we would get shot on the spot. Yes, no, I, oh my god, it's almost midnight. Holy shit! Oh, dude, oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. Well, we're we're, we're just about done. <laughs> no, I don't go to we're bed. I don't I don't go to bed on like until like two or three, so it's fine. Okay. But I was just like, whoa, okay. where'd the time go? Yeah. What's reality? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's pretty wild. Um, and so the phone gets shot, and uh, I like it. There's a shot of the phone just sticking up in the air. Yep, amazing. Time flies when you're having fun, guy. That's it's right. True. I, 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 it was true. I'm just sorry. I'm just starving. Yeah, me too. Right I'm now. a little bit uh, low energy as well. I apologize <laughs> to everyone publicly. You've made it, guys. Hungry boys. We've got three Yay, hours. We made it. We got it. Woo. Yes. Yes. Woo. Well, so, these were these were, these were three super good episodes. I have to say, I really enjoyed hanging yes. out yes. with you, Courtney, and I enjoyed. Like honestly, like, the information you brought and like the research is like really a grade. Really, yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Too kind. Us, us old farts repeating ourselves. Uh, yeah. Right, exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and it's just it was so refreshing to have you on to talk about this stuff and especially new stuff that we d didn't know about it because you know obviously we we just use the word cloth and that's it <laughs> in terms of our expertise of, of costumes and stuff. So I have to say I really appreciate that you came on and you know, shared all this stuff with us because you've, you've enhanced the podcast. Yeah. So uh, much yeah. by your presence. <laughs> My work here has done me. <laughs> you, you should be proud, man. You should be proud. Yeah. 
Just right. spreading the the awareness that you know the costumes are telling a story too, and it it is there if you if yes. you look for it. And it's very you know it's something to overlook very easily, as evidenced by us. <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's great that when you know when you can talk about that because it's so true. Like I said, they are telling a story, and they're so important. You know, otherwise you know it's mm. all part of the the storytelling well this the the submersion tools. of like uh of of, of, of oh, i can't talk anymore <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> the submersion of the uh, uh, uh. oh man i mean I, I meant i meant i meant um just say what i meant once <laughs> I, 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 what is it called it's the the the, the thing where you believe you're watching something real suspension what? disbelief yes yes <laughs> <laughs> i like pills the thing when you want <laughs> can't even say it never mind I'm we're, sorry. We're thing all... when you want and if you want to and if <laughs> that's an old meme my god <laughs> uh there was this video of a little boy i don't even know what it's from but he's trying to get a sentence out for about five minutes and he can't he's like when you want like it's a, um and then when you want <laughs> <laughs> oh it sounds like me right now okay well okay. i have I... one final question i'm looking yes. through my notes mm. maybe you can help me Shoot. who escaped the matrix first uh, there is a Morpheus says there was a guy what could control the Matrix, and then he's like, "Well, when you're over nine thousand, it's pretty boring. So I'm going to escape and bring some people with me." <laughs> um, okay, well, okay, okay. All right. So <clears throat> this is a you know, I mean, this people who are listening to this definitely should already be aware that there are sequels, and the sequels kind of explain that in a retroactive way. And with that, because that's the only bit of information you can have with this. And specify what does that mean? Huh? Oh, you mean the only information is the sequels? Yeah, that's the only yeah, reference yeah, well, there's point. There's no you have. more other. Yeah, like when the first movie came out, there really wasn't any kind of hint at something else that you could draw from. So I'm going to just use Reloaded. Uh, the architect says... It was an engineer. Oh, wouldn't that be something? <laughs> um, yeah, well, the architect... So far, I've tried to connect the Matrix to Alien and Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's not... My it's work not, here not, is done. <laughs> it's not too much of a stretch, to be honest. Like, um, uh, this is a... They find a, a whaleland yutani ship crashed somewhere. Oh, dude, then no one, no one did that. Like, there's always these comics where it's like aliens versus you know Terminator versus RoboCop versus so and so. Yeah, there was no aliens versus. But that would Matrix make sense either. for Wayland Utani. Like, who's gonna bomb the atmosphere that to destroy all life on Earth? Like Wayland Utani, of course. Yeah, the, the evil company. But they got bought out by Walmart in Alien Four. Yes, <laughs> I love that one. Um, yeah. So what I wanted to say was that the uh, like the architect explains that uh, there has been five versions already of the same cycle going on with the one. So like the so I'm assuming that the first one was the machines. They they made up this whole one prophecy, and they just freed how many like a dozen people, ten billion. The, yeah, and one of them was the one, and they just reloaded Kidding. the matrix. Every time they made a new one, and that's about it. Hmm. It's always so it was a deal. So, it was like a deal. So, so spiritually, you could say, oh, with, you know, it's the one reincarnated. It's the same person coming up in the new body every time. Or you could view it as, you know, as a dry thing. Well, the yeah. machines are always in control. They choose a bunch of people, and you know, they say, and then the one will come later on, whatever. So mm -hmm. it's could be just a bunch of people. Yeah, that's the thing with, um, you know, that scene where there's all the TV screens and you see all these different versions of Neo. It's like, so in the real world, so has he just been, is he immortal? 
Like, is he the only one? They reset the universe over and over again, but he stays the same. But what? What do, mean, what do you mean? You know what they could do? That's an interesting topic because no one knows what the other ones looked like. And so you could argue uh. that, you know, every hundred years when the Matrix has to reload, they always load a Thomas Anderson character <laughs> archetype. Huh. So you're saying that, I don't know, I'm so lost. Well, they're think- using the same genes. Because, yeah, I mean, he comes, you know, he's re- released from the Matrix. He looks the same as he does in the Matrix. So they might actually be recycling the same yeah. If they're Gene. producing they the people, they the same people. We can't they rule it out. have the archive sure. of of you know a bunch of people, and they just you know produce them as they as they need. You know, maybe because we were talking that about how how do they reproduce? You know, like and everything, and maybe just they they don't actually just well you know. But no, that yeah, just make sense. They have to have yeah. sex. But then it would yep. expect the people to look like them because they have sex. So you can't just like clone from like a well. Bank they seem to be in suspended time. It's just 1999 forever. So yeah, if you were to fall pregnant, technically speaking, that child never <laughs> exists. Like you are just stuck in this moment expecting a oh, baby that will never happen. What kind of hell? <laughs> Maybe they have a reset button every hmm. nine months. So yeah, you just, you just, you just, yeah. you just, you just, you're always it's stuck super in that. complicated. All between. right. So well, with that. Oh man, think... this is like, have you seen The Good Place? No, what? Not yet, not yet. No. I'm still. Uh, it's up kind of like, I don't, not to spoil it, but yeah, that kind of resetting universe thing. Like, man, mm, shit nice. gets complicated real fast. I still haven't seen. Yeah, the other I'm movie, catching up Tom on some of these. One, so, huh? which one? Uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, I still haven't seen that. So. We watched that yesterday again. Right. That's actually, it's actually nice. It's yeah, all you is good. So, is kill. Because here's the thing. Okay, before you guys starve, uh, movies from video games suck. But there's a few movies that. I have like basic like game mechanics and definitely this is one of them that works. It has like a video game feel where you can, where you know the rules and you try to work with the rules like as you do in a video game. Oh, that's cool. And uh, yeah. Jumanji, this year's Jumanji is uh, the second one. I actually, <laughs> that was a fun movie. I've, <laughs> I did not no anticipate that. So many people hated on that, but I haven't seen it yet. But I was just like, this is like fun. I'm it, really it into is, this. It is, yeah. it is fun because it, it works with game mechanics and it just feels like, you know, like you're you're inside you the workings of somebody who plays video games, and that's that's nice, it's refreshing. That wow. sounds interesting. All right, so with that, we can conclude episode one hundred and thirteen. And um, I'm Phil. That's my name. And Courtney. And yes, I wanted to say yes. thank you so much, Courtney, for joining us uh, today and the other t- two days. Uh, and just talking. Oh, you're welcome, I guys. Think, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really. If you, you want to really plug stuff. And yes, definitely do that. Yeah, um, I really uh, enjoy being on this show and revisiting The Matrix. I really hadn't thought about it in must be nearly a decade. Crazy. This has sort of been a very personal journey for me going, well, this is, it started my musical interests, my costume fascination. I didn't realize just how influential uh, this yeah. and informative this film was and and revisiting it now was 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 a pleasure yeah i'm glad i'm really glad yay I'm and glad. in terms of things to sh- i mean yes the, the same old uh, traviandesigns.com t r a v i a n for my costumes my podcasts i should put some of my writing up there at some point i never finished anything i've got some essays so cool that's awesome yeah there. do it yeah you should um yes. and uh prometheus by minute on facebook that's ah, where yes. else you can find me prometheus oh, that's awesome 
go yes, if you want more in-depth costume analysis, but for Prometheus, uh, our, my podcast is the podcast for you. Yes, yeah, that is the place it. to be. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Alrighty. with and that, I will say adieu and goodbye. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, you, skip Gang the next episode. So yes. Wait, so what's probably suck. So, uh, I was just telling to the listeners, skip the next <laughs> episode because it'll probably suck compared to this one. So yeah. That is true. That is true. <laughs> Hard a Monday off. But Indeed. also, don't skip it and come back. Okay. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, anyway. everyone. Thanks, Courtney. Uh, everyone listening, we will see you next time. Stay Enjoy. frosty. Jog on. Bye bye. Exactly. Boy. Okay. Frosted tips. Mm. There you go. Neo should have frosted tips. <laughs> <laughs>